watching your one piece. We are! Hello and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. All the all the gamers out there gaming. I know I bet that's the I bet that's that's the our prime demographic is people who are out there getting sick headshots and kill streaks while they listen to us talk about One Piece and Robin's feet. Slay. Uh, <laughs> It's Double me, kill. I'm Jory here. Uh, I'm joined by the Halo announcer. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, they've. Uh, I think that's in my head because I've seen a lot of their their videos. Were they, were they cameos, I think? That they yeah, because someone got them to say trans rights. Trans rights. Uh, which is, <laughs> which which is awesome. a great genre of cameo video of just getting some voice that you know to I think to it's it's really thing. good what it's what it's, especially for something like Halo or just like a video game character that mm-hmm. like is basically they only do that role like those guys like both the Halo like Master Chief and the Halo announcer I don't think they do much else for like mm-hmm. voice acting. It's like, just, it's, it's cool very distinct. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. I expect uh, the voice of Solid Snake to say that kind of stuff. I don't know why a David Hayter doing that doesn't like phase me in any way, but like, mm-hmm. well, doing David that Hayter also cooler. did the the my ass cheeks are alerting the guards thing. So. <laughs> yeah, so nothing nothing surprises me on cameo at all anymore, uh, except for whatever it was that you tried to get made and they rejected it. <laughs> Because it was, yeah, it was like, I do, don't remember. Do a wrestling promo. He's like, I'm not going to threaten them. It's like, it's fake. Come on. It's fake. It's wrestling. <laughs> Anyways, this is, of course, a One Piece podcast where we talk about One Piece. My name is Joe, by the way. I'm not the Halo announcer. That was a lie. Much like wrestling, it was a bit. <laughs> Kayfabe, if you will. But we are not currently watching One Piece, but we are discussing One Piece that we have watched, which would be a worse title of the podcast. Hence the title that we have. Now that we're all on the same page about that, we can discuss the the one piece. Would you believe that we're still in Dress Rosa? I checked to see how much longer we're in Dress Rosa and boy, uh like an arc's worth. I, I don't I don't know how you can keep uh I mean I do know how you can keep this going for that long. But especially where this ends, it feels like okay, it's winding down no mm no, you would think you would think it would be winding down soon, but then like I, all you have to do is think about how many fights have just started and not ended yet. <laughs> yeah, and presumably that's like at least one episode per each of those that has to end. Even the ones that don't matter, they should matter, but they don't. Uh, we'll get into some of those in this chunk uh, as as we check on literally everything multiple times uh, to to stall out these episodes. But we are talking about. 693 through 699. We are not breaking into 700 quite yet. Next time we will be doing that. And I believe Dressrosa runs at like 730 or so, give or take. But we've got a couple more episodes to do. It simultaneously feels very far away, but also close because we have thoroughly passed the halfway point. But anyways, 693 to 699. I I don't... could not tell you what happened last time, but I know that we ended on Frankie's triumphant entry into the factory and the revolt of all of the Tantata people in the factory. And surely we will get a satisfying conclusion to that plot thread now. Mm-mm. No? Okay. What about in the next eight episodes, like before 700? No? You know, there's a couple okay. things that happen with Frankie, and then uh, he just kind of goes away again. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's everything. That's literally every plot thread. Like, it's set up, and then we let it sit there. 
pick. And and it's funny because I'm thinking like, oh, well, maybe it's because what would they do afterwards? And I know what happens to every character after they finish their fight. There's no reason that <laughs> they can't do it now. There's no reason that they have to stall and wait. You know, I don't know what happens to every character after they, they win their fight. But also, I can probably figure it out. Uh, considering how, how One Piece goes. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard to to crack. But anyways, 693 does have some dumb, funny stuff in it. So we'll at least have, we'll have some Frankie before he disappears into the, the homogenous background of Dressrosa. Uh, it starts off, though. Uh, if you remember the people, the, the Tantata people in the factory, they were kept there because they were trying to save or they were lied to about the status, the sickness of their princess, uh, Princess Manchuri, which you might remember was introduced to us as an asshole. (laughs) Honestly, a plot thread that I wish came up literally every time they mentioned her name. (laughs) Does not. Right now, she's just a damsel in distress. It, the uh, the episode cold, not, well, not cold open. We haven't had a cold open in years. But it opens with her crying somewhere. It's uh, in the palace. We'll find out, uh, if not this episode soon. With uh, Because remember that there's a character that can just see literally anything she wants to? Yeah. This is the only time she uses it, like, twice. <laughs> but she'll find Princess Manchuri in the palace a little bit later. But th- she's not in the factory, which is... Another sort of reveal slash twist in the the factory subplot. Uh, but Frankie's big entrance is here. He's a cool guy. We see the, the old tiny man, Tentata, Tentata old tiny man run around and realize that she's probably not here. And then we get the reveal, or not reveal, but the, the continuation of the the vacuum lady, the manager, who was introduced last time as yet another villain to exist in the factory, and surely she will have a significant presence in this fight, you think, right? Yeah, absolutely, of course. She doesn't. Oh, shit. I lied to you. Uh, um, she, shows, she shows up and does literally nothing. Why we sh- I Here's the thing. On paper, I, I, I understand how Oda might be like, I guess this place should have someone strong as a manager, right? That makes sense from a lore perspective, maybe. Maybe he thought of the vacuum idea and was like, fuck, I gotta fit that in. And then, like, next chapter, he's like, there's literally nothing, this adds nothing. This is just another character to stand on the sidelines of this fight. Yeah. It's, uh, there's some good dumb, I mean, they're dumb jokes. They're a man, this is a man's world level jokes (laughs) that I laughed at would not necessarily call it good. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, that's what it adds to the scene. But like many things in this arc, I'm just like, why didn't you just make another character fill that void? Why didn't you just have one of the executive members that is already going to be a fight, like Senior Pink or whatever? Why wasn't he a weirdo manager? And then he had to fight Frankie for that reason. I don't know. Well, sometimes you have ideas. And as anyone who's involved in a creative endeavor knows, you have to use every idea you come up with. That's true. You, uh, you can never once kill your darlings. You have to include them all. <laughs> yep. Shove them in, even if it makes the project worse. 
I know this. I practice this every day. That's why I don't edit our podcasts. <laughs> every single joke we've made is a banger. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know that, that, you, that you guys pause at every single funny thing we say. So the, the episodes take even longer to go through than their runtime. And uh, we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then after you finish the episode, you think about how funny it was. So you download it again. Yeah. And we thank you for that as well. Um, and then you listen again on the Patreon feed. Anyways, all that, of course, being left in as an example of leaving in all the jokes, regardless of how good they are. What's her name? Well, I don't even remember this lady's name. The vacuum lady, she shows up to Frankie. Frankie's like, is that your princess? And they're like, no, of course not. <laughs> What's her name? I could look up her name. I refuse to. I think she asks where Senior Pink is. And Frankie's like, oh, I just tricked him. I had said that there was a grandma down the road. And we cut away to... Senior Pink in an alleyway being like, no grandmas here, just cats. And then he'll come back in a minute. Uh, also, Frankie hugs the vacuum lady, which is set up for a, uh, we, we, we set up for a, a punchline that we cut away before we see. We cut away to see that Luffy and everyone with Luffy, which is Cavendish, Kiros. Well, Law isn't fighting. He's in handcuffs. But the three people there who can fight are fighting those big giant zombie toys the like nutcracker guys they're there uh anyways we cut back to frankie now and he's just waiting for senior pink to come back and as he does he suplexes the vacuum lady into (laughs) senior pink as he tries to swim up from behind it's pretty good that's pretty funny that's that's almost like a a jojo like that's something i'd expect from jojo Mm -hmm. is some setup like that uh, a thing that I think about a lot that's from, like, part three, I think, is what Jotaro sa- is talking to, I think it's, like, the old lady who's, it's, it's been so long since I read or watched part three, but I remember this scene where he's, like, talking to the woman, he goes, yes, I am your friend, and then he just punches her in the face with Star Platinum. I don't remember <laughs> that, but I believe it. <laughs> what I like about JoJo usually is the, the dumber things like that, like the, yeah. the, cig- the cigarette bit for some reason. Sick to yeah. me. Although with Jojo, I'll always be like, all right, I've tricked you. Now I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of him suplexing her. Yeah, this this next conflict resolution is equally dumb. Uh, she is yelling at him for doing it, and he just kisses her. And they're like, that was the best way to get you to shut up. This is a man's world. And then he's, <laughs> she's won over by this. Uh, so it's now going back to just Senior Pink versus Frankie. This is basically the last time we see them do anything for this chunk of episodes, uh, which is yeah. a shame because it, the cliffhanger is that Senior Pink has a bunch of bombs in his diaper and Frankie <laughs> uses his nipple lights. And it's just like, yep, nope, they were meant to be together. They were meant to. Yeah. They, they are the Batman and the Joker. They are tied together by fate. But then, yeah, I mean, we see like we cut back to them like twice and it's funny both times but that's basically the end of the plot thread for now yeah if i had to guess we get a whole actually no i can guarantee you we get a whole arc of flashback before that's resolved anyways we cut back to luffy they've defeated some of those nutcrackers boys uh but they just get up and keep moving again because they're clearly zombies from all of the visual language on screen don't have to worry about what's in the background, like Pika or a giant, if you just draw fog. So shout out to the fog. Shout out well, to John uh, Carpenter's The Fog. Dressrosa was rendered on a Nintendo 64. So Ah, there it is. There it is. 
or in Silent Hill. I don't know. <laughs> any yeah, any of those old games. That it's just a, it's just a t- it's a trick. It's a technique. It's big brain moves. Uh, but anyways, we we check on Zoro for like a split second. It's not really about Zoro. It's really showing that Robin, who else is with her, Rebecca and Bart, are getting away from Pika. They're going up to the plateaus and they they go up a couple levels, I think, because um, they get almost to the very top of it. Rebecca gets to the flower field in the next episode, and then uh, some shit happens that knocks down the other two. They're, yeah, they're moving on up. The Samurais, Kanjuro and Kinemon, get up to the... All these things are fucking plateaus, so it's kind of confusing to talk about. And it's not a lot better to look at, but they get to where Usopp and King Riku are, and they have their own little plot there, this chunk of episodes, that I actually mostly like. But Kanjuro is like, yeah, I helped everyone come up behind us. And Usopp's like, but they're coming to beat us up and get our bounty. But luckily, Kenjiro's net is such ass that they have they still have plenty of time. Yeah. I, I do like also one Usopp's like, why the fuck would you do that? He's like, oh, fuck, I guess you're right. I did fuck up. I'll kill myself for you now. What a funny bit. The, the bit, I mean, the, the bit there being that he's such a, it's like, it's this parody of a traditional samurai sort of guy where the the slightest discrepancy and he's like i must commit ritualistic suicide to atone for my sins and he's (laughs) he's like you made us the smallest mistake and he's just like i have to do this and then that's that's always a good gag when you have samurai and it's just Mm -hmm. one of them is just overzealous about doing that yeah they it lasts for a little while and eventually usopp just like bops him in the head a few times and that's enough that's enough repentance (laughs) Uh, the episode ends with Viola using her big brain galaxy eye power to look through the whole chapel to find out where Manchuria is. I don't remember why. I don't know who tells her to do this. I, I'm guessing it's a snail phone conversation that I did not write down, but she she's doing it. Um, someone mentioned it, I'm sure, or she just thought to do it, but uh, she can't find her anywhere. And she remembers some trauma and she's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, there was like a particularly bad cell somewhere in the deepest pits of hell that sometimes I would see Scarlet in and Scarlet being Rebecca's mom. So she remembers that place, which I'm now doing the mental math on. And I'm like, does that make sense? Why would she be down there? She died when Doflamingo came up. I don't know. Oh. I th- the, the stuff with Violet well, was when she was like must a kid, be, kid. Yeah, it must be before like Doflamingo shows Do- up. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like a teenager around the time Doflamingo showed up. Yeah, it's just like that made less, that makes less sense for something as Riku to do than Doflamingo. So like, that's why the, yeah. the, the wires were confused in my brain, but whatever. Well, you know, she's not the oldest daughter, so he's more mean or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Viola's running around with the Tentata. Uh, in those, and she sees Scarlet in some fucking timeout jail cell, uh, which I just I assumed Dofl- it would have been when Doflamingo was there because it doesn't make sense for Riku to do. But also, he told Kiros that he could just fight a hundred battles and then uh, not have a criminal record. Yeah, Riku's you know not the smartest guy, I guess not the best king. Is he the worst? He's is he the worst king that isn't a bad guy that we've covered? Because, like, Cobra just doesn't really have much going on. 
No. His problems are circumstantial because it's like drought. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with Cobra as well is, uh, he, he seemed to be more involved with, uh, the, the common people because of his daughter being friends with just a regular boy. Mm -hmm. However, uh, they, they did that weird thing with Riku where it was like, huh, the king sure is rich, but we don't have wars. (laughs) That, that is certainly a thing they draw attention to. At least, at least I'm not sending my son into war zones. Can't eat, but hey. Or um, at least everyone, at least we're, we we presumably have healthcare. The king doesn't control all of the doctors on the island. Also true. That's another thing. I was thinking of other kings, and I'm like, Dalton is now the king of Drum Island, but he doesn't have anything going on. No. He's just the most normal guy. It, you know... Um, this is this is getting too much for one piece, but it's making me realize. I don't know if Oda understands the idea of like a self-sufficient society, which m- most of these islands easily could pull off, right? Especially like Drum Island. It's not I, that big. I honestly feel like Drum Island basically is doing that because Dalton. I don't think he does anything. I really think yeah. he's just vibing, <laughs> and like I guess if someone has a problem, he's the most qualified person to deal with it. Like that's it. But I feel like. They, Unless the problem is medical, and then they go to what's her name? Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. You make a great point, and no, I don't. I would be shocked if Oda were whatever. Like, what? Like, I guess that, that makes me wonder. What does? What is the ideal country in the eyes of the Revolutionary Army? Like, they want to get rid of the the dictators and shit. But like, what do they? Do they want to like instate? The people owning the power, or do they want to just be like, and now a good king? <laughs> I feel like what what they want more is just get rid of like the world government more so, but and I'll, uh, presumably most of the bad leaders are also willing to uh, like work alongside and want to do what the world government says mm. with like glee. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll get into some more world politics in time don't worry but it we we've seen it's i get it i don't dislike that dress rosa is alabasta again but it does severely limit this conversation it's just like well i don't know it's another example of that happening again like i like it as a narrative mirror yeah however i am i am left with more uh there there could have been uh, i think a wider variety of world building done but, uh, oh, uh, join us to do the We Are SDS, where you answer every single one of our questions. I only have one, and it's 20 months. <laughs> um, anyways. I, I only have one, and it's, would Nico Robin like me, yes or no? <laughs> Very curious about that one. I wonder how many of those he gets, like, every week. <laughs> I just has to filter them out. Anyways. We move on now to 694. I've kind of bounced around some of these plot points because it makes more sense to say them together, which I'm assuming if I were to look at the wiki pages for all these, they'd be like, it's half of this chapter and half of a different one for some reason. But anyway, 694, Robin, Rebecca, and Bart, they are kind of gliding past all of the Coliseum fighters who are still doing their shit down on 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 the old battlefield. Uh, Bart has a very fun daydream about getting up to Luffy, and Luffy's like, he he is the shoujo Luffy voice again from this this basically the same daydreams that uh, Boa Hancock would have 
Um, although instead of roses, it's the sunflower field that Bart is imagining. He's like, wow, <laughs> Bartolomeo, I knew I, I knew I needed you to come back and help us out. Only you can do this. <laughs> We're best friends. We're best friends now, Bartolomeo. Uh, and yeah, Bart's crying over that. Viola calls Leo. I guess Leo is probably maybe who called her and asked about uh, the Manchuri situation. Um, Leo says, yeah, she's down there. And Leo is also in those flashbacks that we get of uh, Leo's like, oh, yeah, I was with you, kid Violet, when we saw Scarlet down there in the fucking hellhole abyss um, that you probably shouldn't have children or teenagers in. They eventually do run into the palace, and I don't think we see them again after that in this trunk, but we know where they're going. Back on the zombie toy plateau, Kevin Dork, Kevin Dork, Kevin Dork's horse gets uh, hit, and he just gets really pissed off and starts being stronger than he was before, now that he is motivated by, I guess, the one friend he has, the one genuine friend he has, a horse. So, yeah, he's just knocking all these things down. They can start getting back up. Later, he'll decide to stay here because he's motivated by horse revenge. Uh, Viola also uses her power to see that Sugar has now woken up, which is scary. I'm assuming she's been awake for a little while because she's made these big toys. We'll learn in a little bit. What's great about Sugar, though, is that she has PTSD. Um, we should all laugh at her trauma and her hardships because literally everything that resembles a long nose makes her scream. It's very good. I, I think <laughs> my favorite one being, of course, the sausages that she's just offered yeah. offered sausages, and she's like, "How dare you!" And she screams. What the fuck? That that's. I feel like that would be her response anyway. Not like the Probably. fear part. Be like, why the fuck are you bringing me this? You know, I only eat grapes. I'm have, forever a 10-year-old. I only eat one thing. <laughs> I have an all-grape diet. I'm going to die any day. <laughs> Don't change this. Uh, but yeah, so she... And basically, whenever someone comes near her and uh, triggers this fight and flight, she just turns them into a big zombie toy, which later we'll see they're actually made out of multiple people. Uh, but this, that's... Uh, this cool. also makes you fear her power even more and she can just turn you into whatever kind of toy she wants whatever she yeah it's interesting that she does have a choice uh because all of the uh uh, before i guess it kind of just could have seemed random when it was just like any toy pops up but now yeah that's kind of what i figured now she's making a consistent army some like weird like personality type thing turns you into whatever uh toy yeah, unless it's just different when she's doing multiple ones, but I'm assuming that she has some it. sort of control. It doesn't matter too much, but she's making consistent-looking designs now for these big zombie toys. It's kind of cool that she does have a strong, stronger sort of level up of her power for as as little screen time as it gets here. It's just a nice little aside, I suppose, compared yeah. to some of some more boring asides like uh, everything Gladius does. Do you, do you think uh do you think there's times where Doflamingo won't let let her get a new wrestling guy at the store, so she just gets mad and like starts turning henchmen into the wrestling guys she wants to play with? Yeah, because she I does, she she wants like an authentic wrestling guy and not like a, a wrestling guy she made at home because it's not the same. Yeah, she yeah it's the we we have we have toys at home sugar. <laughs> 
Um, sure, you can make toys. Also, you're technically 20 years old. Why do you want these toys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. She's like a bratty child personality wise anyway. But I I don't know how much of that is just. I doubt it matters whether it's tied to the fruit or not. It's just funny. Oh, I feel I I feel like it's not. Uh, <laughs> I think no. I think the joke would also be good if she was like if she if she was all the same. She just wasn't stuck as like a ten year old. I think all of this would still work really well. Yeah, but. I think so. It should probably have a similar vibe as like Jory Bonnie. Yeah, or uh, Perona. Maybe that's why his like both Bonnie and Perona that's are kind of like bratty uh, queens. Oh yeah, Oda <laughs> Oda knows how to make like three women. <laughs> He's probably only met three women. That's also probably true. Oh, shit. Is this an art somewhere of Julie Bonnie making herself a 10-year-old so she can hang out and, and play with Sugar? That sounds cute. Oh, yeah. I forgot she also <laughs> is able to be a kid. <laughs> yeah! What's up with that? Oh, I'm on to you. Uh, but anyways. So she's back. She's a threat again. Sugar is still a threat. And Usopp being next to Viola is like, I got this. Which, I like the stuff that Usopp does here a lot. This is the Usopp victory that I actually like. I give him credit for. He is earning his victory from before by doing it again, but much harder. Actually using his, actually doing his fucking marksman thing. Uh, he's, he's propping up a big slingshot to try and shoot her from across the entire country. Uh, from one plateau and into the palace. And everyone's like, you can't fucking do that what are you talking about uh but Usopp's doing his marksman thing so he's gonna do that Viola's gonna use her power to help him aim and he also asks Kanjuro to make him some ammo and we uh in a, in a very good bit do not see what the <laughs> ammo is until it arrives at its target um but Kanjuro do something and Kanjuro will find out is like, are you sure? This is fucking stupid. Why am I doing this? Uh, I, I, I think that bit's great when it pays off. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, we check out some more of the Colosseum fights. They're all pretty much unimportant dimension. There is one. There, there will actually, there are like two of them that have hooks, kind of. Baby Five is fighting Psy, and all of Psy's language she is misinterpreting as romance. He he is like I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out stuff like that I can't remember any other examples but uh she reads all of it as like he needs me and she's like falling in love with this man as he tries to kill her I think that's a fun hook not that engaging and not really a real fight Lao Ji is fighting Don Chin Zhao so that's a grandpa fight I think that's a fun hook for as little I mean you know it's like a B minus I don't really want to watch it as many times as it's gone on because there's 10 fights going on but it's something it's an idea it's better than most of the other things that have been happening here hyridin's just swinging his fists around and not in the background of any shot hyridin <laughs> is so underutilized why did you put a giant in this arc i know the answer to it because i've watched the anime already but still like <laughs> I, I, he held he held up usopp when after he was the god so that's another reason Remember, remember how they introduced all of Doflamingo's crew? It's like ah, there's like a guy for every for every one of the Straw Hat guys to battle, and then the Straw Hats leave. Yeah, and then a bunch of them leave. <laughs> why? Why? Uh, 
The Straw Hats leave because then these Colosseum fighters would have nothing to do, and they're very important. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Uh, don't <laughs> you want to have all them of them the bad guys? All of them are extremely important. This, this these guys do this would be if they did like the insane drop of like, oh yeah, all these people like join the crew as underlings. Like, I know that's not going to happen, but like. That that's that's kind of the the like feel I would get from this if like uh, I I was watching for as it was happening I'd be like oh this is making a big deal of all these fucking characters are they gonna get like underling crew members or something maybe which is a fair I think perception or it's a they they want to I I think it's really to draw more attention to like how uh, inspiring Luffy and his crew are to just everyone around them. That's absolutely, uh, like, the the main thing here, is that Luffy can kind of just get anyone to rally behind him, and the balance there is that some Straw Hats need to, to fuck off. There is, of course, going to be payoffs of, like, hey, what were those other Straw Hats doing? And, you know, yeah. that'll help move some plots along. Uh, so I, I ultimately, you know, I think Dressrosa is a, is a little bit of a mess. I feel like everything I've been engaging with lately, I'm like, yeah, I like all the ideas. The execution's just ass. Like, that's my review of the New World It's With You game. <laughs> Is I'm like, I really love all the ideas, even if it's more on paper than an execution. And there was something else I just said that about, and now I can't remember. But I've just been thinking that for the past, like, two weeks on everything I engaged with. But that's my dressrosa review. We can cut to the next arc now. Don't even need to <laughs> get to the end of it. Those those are the two fights that I really felt like had a hook, with the exception of, uh, I, I think Bart and Cavendish are the two most fleshed out people that come from the Coliseum, which they're the ones doing the most. Kiros doesn't really come from the Coliseum, but him and Rebecca are also kind of fleshed out because they're very integral to the politics of it all. Uh, it's just weird that this came from like a not a real Coliseum arc. It's like a half-assed Coliseum arc and just kept all the people around and maybe could have left it in the oven a little bit longer so that way all of them got like substantial things to do i think it's insane that hyruden doesn't fight pika like that seems like what should have happened whether he's teamed up with zoro or not it just seems like the obvious slam dunk and said hyruden i don't remember if he does anything before the arc's over but (laughs) i can't think of anything but uh you put a giant in act one he's got to punch something else equally big in act three that's my take but yeah, Grandpa fight and Baby Five falling in love with Sai are the two things. Uh, Gladius, the exploding guy, he knocks down Bart and Robin. Bart can't make uh, barriers with his hands being used, so they fall down. Um, Rebecca makes it, though. Or rather, Robin stop- after Robin has her hands to use, she uses her power to stop Gladius. And Rebecca gets away. Uh, Luffy uses his gum gum UFO again on the toys and they're basically at the end of the plateau. They just need to go up now. Uh, Bart falls onto one of the toys and Robin lands gracefully because she has wings whenever she wants them. (laughs) Her power is a lot like law where it's like, huh, this would be broken if they didn't just have to say that they had stamina. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Gladys is also just here now. Uh, Robin and Bart are being like, okay, we're going to fight here, so that way you can all run ahead, because uh, Rebecca is past them with the key to Law's cuffs. They should have just all fallen down here, but of course not. 
But that's the end of 694. We go on to 695. We jump ahead to 6 minutes and 23 seconds for the title card. We get to Rebecca landing uh, in the sunflower field. Leo and I think Cub, I think it's both of them, they run ahead into the palace to try and find their princess, Manshuri. Manshuri. Uh, they're gone for the foreseeable future. I have literally no idea when we check on them again. Uh, and Rebecca is having some, you know, some pleasant flashbacks. She's like, oh yeah, this flower field. She's thinking about her toy soldier dad, who's actually her real dad. And then Diamante shows up and he's like, I killed your mom. <laughs> so, I mean, you could have guessed that that was a fight that was going to happen again like this this is the most predictable thing i think that diamante ends up fighting rebecca and spoilers kiros in a minute i like that things keep happening or people are like i know i said i was gonna kill doflamingo and it's not that i'm letting luffy do it it's that i have something else pressing me right this minute uh for cavendish it's his horse and for uh kiros it's diamante and rebecca is a woman so she just loses uh a fight but anyways, uh, Bart does maybe one of the coolest things that he's done, and he uses his barrier to make stairs. Very good. A cool, kind of dumb, but like cool uh, usage of his power that he can just make stairs all the way up. And uh, Luffy's like, oh, thanks, pal. You're the best. And this <laughs> gives Bart a like literal religious <laughs> moment. Like he flips through like six different reaction jokes and then just like ascends into heaven. <laughs> I, I would I would uh react like that if Luffy thanked me. That's true. Do you think Nico Robin will give him a hug afterwards? Uh, I hope so. I hope so too. Cause cause Bart is a is a representation of us the viewer, right? He's maybe the I mean he is a fanboy for Luffy, so like yeah, kinda. <laughs> the only difference is that they made him like a big dumb asshole and that pisses on people, so <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I would do for Luffy. I'd pee on people and be a rude, crude dude. He's 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 a rude, crude dude with an attitude. <laughs> uh, well, was, and his power is just to make impenetrable barriers. Uh, Robin calls him Rooster, I think. Also, yeah, um, because of his hair. Um, but yeah, so Luffy is going up these stairs with Law. I think yeah, everyone else. Uh, is staying. Oh, oh, Kiros will shoot ahead later, but he's just conveniently off screen for the time being. But Luffy's going up there. We cut away to Sabo, who's still fighting Fujitora, and I don't remember exactly the way this conversation is meant to be important. But like Fujitora is like intentionally vague. He's like, I have a, I, I'm playing a game too, but I have to actually get my dice first before I can make a gamble. And Sabo's like, what? What? what are you talking about and then later they ha i listened to that scene like three times trying to be like i think i know what he means and i it's because he wants to he has to like let this situation play out as good as possible before he can do anything so his gamble yeah. that he's making is that like doflamingo is beaten yeah, and he's and, he, and he's like, I can't do it as a marine. There's no way that the marines come out of this situation as the heroes. So he's kind of just like betting on Luffy, even though he can't fight for Luffy. Yeah, which is, I mean, Sabo can do more than that. He's just holding off the marines for Luffy, I guess. Um, but they, Sabo and Fujitora come to a sort of agreement, not in this scene, but like I think in the next episode. 
Diamante has a big sword in the flower field. This is where Kiros rushes past Luffy and uh, is going to go fight Diamante. Uh, yeah, Cavendish is staying behind to avenge his horse. Uh, Luffy, Lu- Luffy's about to get like hit by Gladius's bullets and Bart just jumps up and takes it. And they're like, why didn't you use your barrier? And he's like, I used it all. All my barriers up in the stairs right now, so I can't do anymore. So I used my face. <laughs> See, I-, I was I was expecting him to be like, I was just so excited to protect Luffy, I forgot. <laughs> that would also be pretty good. Um, but Cavendish decides to protect Bart while uh, until he can use his barriers again. So they're boyfriends now. The the Luffy hating boyfriend and the Luffy loving boyfriend come together. The the most well known relationship dynamic: the Luffy liker and the Luffy hater. It's so true. I I would never be in that though, because if someone hated Luffy, I'd I would. That's just a red leave flag, right? Where the, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's people talking about red flag movies. <laughs> what about more like oh, red, more like red flag not liking <laughs> Luffy? Yeah, exactly. That's the I think that's an important question you got to ask someone like. After like the first or second days, like, how do you feel? What if there was a boy made of rubber? What would your what would your feelings be on that? What would you do in this situation? <laughs> I'd say it's not even a real boy made of rubber. Like you're introduced to a fictional boy made of rubber who wanted to be the king of pirates. Would how like if you saw that? Would you be like positive on that or? They should put that. That should be one of those like Match.com questions on your on the profile. <laughs> Luffy, yes, no. Should I get? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just Luffy, yes or no. It's better than. Do you like Marvel? Yes, I I have to watch every single one of them. No, anyone who watches them is a fucking idiot. And I love Martin Scorsese's. Who wrote these? <laughs> that those are those are the two genders. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, dating apps are a place with no nuance, and I, it's miserable. A place where, in fact, you probably could use some. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Less and less nuance on every website every day. Um, well, Twitter, that's a place that doesn't need nuance. No, no. Well, Twitter's great, too, because you read a sentence and someone replies to it thinking that it literally just says something else. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Uh, everyone loves Luffy, and if they don't, they're canceled. Uh, Robin's also here, by the way. I was talking about Cavendish and Bart being boyfriends, but uh, Robin is also here helping. We cut. To, we basically this episode ends with a big scene, like all of these people are rallied behind the the bet that Luffy can defeat Doflamingo, and we kind of just cut to every fight that we've seen start. Most notably, Frankie and Senior Pink are breakdancing. In <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's pretty good. And everyone else, all the all the women watching, just with hard eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robin has big hands. That's the last note I have for this episode, is Robin big hands. But we move on now to 696, which has six minutes of recap. <laughs> it sure does. Rebecca is getting her ass beat by Diamante, and she drops her key. She thinks about her dead-ass mom <laughs> uh, being brought to her in this field. And um, Diamante is also, you know, talking about, like, eh, I killed your mom. She's dead as shit. Ha <laughs> ha. Lol. And he does his little Steve Tyler dance. He should do that and then, like, fall off the plateau and then have to be airlifted back up to the <laughs> to the palace. But Rebecca ultimately realizes that she is a woman in one piece and cannot win this fight, so she decides to just pick that key back up that fell out of her titties and then 
run to where Law is. Uh, but she gets hit pretty hard by the flag power, which can just do whatever it needs to do. It's just like a sword that can reach as far as it needs to. And uh, he knocks her down and he pulls out a gun and he's like, oh, how poetic that I'll shoot you like I did your mom. Uh, because, I don't know, guns are like, guns are like, what if you wanted to kill somebody in one piece, but be a huge dick about it? <laughs> yeah. If you use a gun in one piece, you're a fucking piece of shit. Usopp doesn't even use a gun and he's the marksman. No. That, and that's the thing. Like, that's why One Piece, or that's why four kids struggled so hard. It's because every now <laughs> and then a gun would show up. Well, I'm, I'm trying. Has anyone done a, a, an edit of Whitebeard's death, but like everyone pulls out the shoe, the slingshot things? <laughs> yeah. They should do that. Anyways, uh, Kiro shows up. And, uh, well, she, she yells for the, the toy soldier to come save her, and then Kiros does show up. It's actually a pretty effective moment. I think the sword fight that uh, he and Diamante have is, is pretty good looking. Yeah. Um, I like to watch it. And then uh, Luffy and Law are finally reaching the top of the staircase. Rebecca's like, hey, I have this key. Take it. And then Luffy like stretches for it, but a big toy comes up and eats them. And the show is over. Luffy's dead. <laughs> just kidding. We see that the handcuffs also fall out of the toy. And it gets just cut into pieces from the inside. This is Law's last resort. And um, that's it. So uh, something I was wondering as they're falling. I knew exactly what was going to happen. But also, uh, I was wondering, like, what what's what's bad if they get bit? Like, they like they didn't get chewed up. They just They're just inside it now. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> really that dangerous of a situation it seems like luffy could probably destroy it from the inside himself but it is like i don't know the bare minimum of like oh you get to triumphantly see law do an attack um and remove his handcuffs off screen and i don't know it's whatever it's they wanted to do it in the air i guess looks cool yeah it looks cool they're free they're good to go now they can finally fight doflamingo they've just been walking here it's Lord of the Rings style. And, uh, yeah, they're gonna go into the palace. Heroes. This is also important that all these people who wanted to kill Doflamingo are like, no, Luffy, I need you to do it. Um, Rebecca and Kiros notably are like, you have to be the one to go up there and beat Doflamingo. And Kiros is gonna keep fighting, uh, Diamante here. Luffy thanks Rebecca. Like, Luffy stops, uh, and just like, oh, hey, thanks, Rebecca. Um, must be great to see your dad again. Anyways, bye. And that's when Rebecca's like, yeah, please kill Doflamingo for me. I like those scenes. I, yeah, I, I like the just <laughs> the the reaction of like, hey, aren't you glad to finally see your dad again? And it just comes to her with like wide eyes and kind of a frown. It's like, <laughs> without any additional context, this is really silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One Piece cares a lot about like people asking Luffy for help. He's not going to destabilize. He's not going to fight battles that are like someone else's to fight. One Piece is too big for me to say that without an asterisk on it. I could be wrong about an example, but... Oh, yeah, she calls him Lucy, and he's like, that's not my name. (laughs) (laughs) And he he puts on his hat, and he's like, I'm Luffy. 
I'm gonna be king of the pirates. And I'm just hooting and hollering. He's yeah, he said the line. He said the line. I'm, sh- I'm shaking range. It's like he fucking said it. Ah, He's gotta we... be king of the pirates. I, I, there's probably like someone who's done it. Like every time a snail phone rings, it's the Simpson scene where it's like, "Say the line, Luffy." <laughs> Hi, I'm Monkey D. Luffy. I'm gonna be king of the pirates. And then everyone cheers. He does say it at the end of every single episode. He does. And it's good every time is the thing about it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Diamante tries to stop them because, of course, he's going to protect uh, Doflamingo. Um, but Law just is like, poof, I'm gone now. <laughs> Speedrun threats. I'm Law. I am the Law. And uh, he also uses his power to remove some bullets from his stomach that were shot there like 100 episodes ago. Yeah, and he's like, damn, Doflamingo used lead bullets on purpose, which I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Me either. I don't, <laughs> I don't that, know enough about bullets. Is that worse than, I mean, what other type of, I don't know. This is one piece. I Iron. Don't know. Uh, the, 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 basically what I got from that is like, oh, he purposefully did not use bullets that would fucking kill me. Mm, I guess so. Doflamingo's got that big iron on his hip. He does. got that big iron. Here's something scary, though. Sugar is just, like, coming out to meet them. Neither of them know what Sugar looks like. I'm surprised that Law doesn't, but I'm sure that the flashbacks line up with that. Um, I don't know when she joins the crew. But uh, she's walking out there, and she's like, mourning. She's like, I spent 10 years stocking up toys, and they took it away from me. So I'm going to touch Luffy, and then no one will have anything to fight for anymore. Which is kind of like a perfect, like, what if you did? Like, everyone rallies behind Luffy because he's this perfect, beautiful boy. What if you just made everyone forget about him? Like. No one would win anymore. Period. That would and that would make me wonder like what the fuck would happen with uh with some what they're what they all like forget their own bond? Like that's that's what's like fucked up about this is like how much Luffy's interconnecting thread would like how would they be yeah. able to contextualize I think the bond of the straw hats? My guess is they would all still remember they're trying to beat Doflamingo. Maybe the the straw hats would just be like, Yeah, it's weird that we've never had a captain. I don't know. Like, I don't think they would think Zoro's the captain or something. They were just, I don't know. And they partnered with Law. But I'm sure that's the thing that it's, it's very weird what everyone just makes these weird leaps when they forget people. And obviously it's a temporary threat anyway, because it's not like One Piece would actually do that. But uh, Ustop is still waiting on his uh, ammo from Kanjuro. And in the next episode, 697, it's done. Usopp wraps it up in grass off screen so you don't see what it is. And uh, he's going to shoot it by the end of this episode. Uh, Viol- it's basically this whole episode is um, Usopp trying to shoot Sugar with this thing. Law and Luffy are just kind of like talking about <laughs> plans, like their their method of attack before yeah. they go up there. Uh, but Viol is like, oh, Sugar's coming. Riku, Tank. And Hack, I'm sure all those names are super familiar, you know exactly who I'm talking about. They are going to stop all of the villagers who are coming up to capture them. But Riku's very specific about, like, they're my villagers. They're, like, my, my people of my country. Do not hurt them. Just stop them so Usopp can do his marksman thing. And they all end up getting tied up by the end of this as well. Law is like, who's this bratty child? Get away from me. And Luffy's like, Nah, she seems nice. Oh, she's offering me food. We're best friends now. He wants to try these grapes. Laws <laughs> well, would be like 
fuck off, kid. Like, what's the thing? Also, laws like you're here. Fuck off. No, like I don't trust you. Yeah, how the fuck did a kid get up here? Because she comes over crying. She's like, "Where's my mommy? Where's my daddy?" And laws like, "Fuck that. Come on." (laughs) We're about to fight the fucking god of Dressrosa. Leave me alone. But uh, Luffy's uh, an idiot, so he does not see through that. He's like, "It's a kid. What would she do?" Which is fair. I imagine that's how Sugar has uh, gotten a lot of toys made in her time. And uh, also, she's particularly good at being like, this This man with 20 bags under his eyes is being mean to me. So Luffy is like, ah, it's okay. But, but you know, I can, I can relate to the law there. I know everyone thinks I'm being mean to them because I just got, like, fucking checked luggage bags under my eyes. Mm-hmm. Happens. It just happens to us all. Especially when you have friends in other time zones. It just destroys the face. <laughs> yep. I was, when it, when Usopp's doing all this aiming, I was just like, where is Pika? Where is Hyruden? I feel like I, I should I think, see them. I think Zoro beat Pika. I don't think, I mean, there's like a glimpse of Pika's like stone arm, like when he was punching the plateau, but I was like, is he not between these two plateaus? I, I guess it would be complicated if it was, because you wouldn't draw it in motion or whatever, but it's just like conveniently not on screen. Uh, because the thing is, Zoro is still fighting Pika on, like, the big stone body. It's just not seen in between the two things. Uh, but anyways, Viola helps him get a shot. Um, Usopp is too stressed out. He misses. Luffy gets turned into a toy. Everything is over. Just kidding. He was stressing out. He was having a stress dream. I imagine that's not in the manga and just making this episode longer. Yeah, that's how I felt with it. It's like, well, that didn't need to happen. No. Um, but what actually happens is that Usopp uh, unlocks observation hockey. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, I like this scene a lot. Usopp's like, I have to do this. Everything rides on, on my captain. Yeah. So I'm going to stop Sugar, which is something he specifically can do now because he has uh, instilled in her... PTSD. So, so uh, d- did did we have to have the the bad Usopp earlier so we get cool Usopp here? Like, is that the trade off? I guess so. Like, there's like the the first thing is like a punchline, basically that Usopp fails in such a way that he succeeds, and this is him being like, I am going to use that failure and succeed on purpose in a way that literally only I can, and. He unlocks, like, a new level of his skill. Like, he is now able to shoot a, like, precision shot from a country of distance. (laughs) Uh, And, like, I don't know. It's cool. I like Usopp. I like Usopp when he does cool things. I just think spending three episodes on him trying to abandon a whole people and then winning is dumb. (laughs) Whereas this is just him doing his marksman thing for real for good but it is built on that punchline from before he's earning the god usap title to me they they work together in my brain they shake hands and one of them is the drawing of usap and one of them is usap uh speaking of which he shot a drawing of himself so a drawing of him flies at sugar and scares the shit out of her and she collapses again law like i think actually it might be luffy stretching but they go up to the top of the palace now. Doflamingo and Treble are just waiting. Bellamy's corpse is at Doflamingo's feet. 
and they did it. Finally, the final fights are coming. There's only 30 episodes left. <laughs> uh, defeating Sugar also stops all of the zombie toys from that other plateau, um, which means there's now like three people up against Gladius. Uh, 698. This is where it's shown that the big toys were actually made of multiple people. Uh, we go back up to the palace, though. Uh, Trouble fucking sucks. I, he's His whole existence is to be annoying. He's very good at it. Yeah, I thought we were done with the goop man. No, he's the right-hand man. of. <laughs> it feels like Pika should be the right-hand man, but like... Pika or Diamante, one of the two. Like... Yeah, but like, Diamante has to fight Kiros, and they do it in the Sunflower Field because of, you know, all the obvious reasons. Storytelling. And Pika has his whole giant stone deal where Zoro is. So it just kind of boils down to like, well, there's got to be two of them up there in the palace. So Law and Luffy are like sort of matched and it ends up being Treble, which Treble seems to be this weird, just like asshole agitator, which works narratively. He's just like, it's just like, oh, this goop man ends up being the, the second person here. Weird. Like I'm much more engaged with the Bellamy in this scene than I am with the Treble in this scene. The trouble with Treble. He exists. End of video essay that I made. Anyways, Luffy notices Bellamy's corpse there on the floor, and he's like, hey, that's my friend Bellamy. We're friends. And Duflamingo's like, yeah, I signed him to kill you, but he failed. So now I'm going to punish him by using his body to kill you. And Bellamy is, like, sobbing and crying. Uh, and he's like, Luffy, I'm asking you as a friend to put an end to me. Uh, Luffy, like, goes to kick at Doflamingo, and Doflamingo just puts Bellamy's face in the way as a shield. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked. Doflamingo, bad guy. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Trouble, it just exists to aggravate them, so he's like, Oh, you kicked your friend! (laughs) Over and over again. (laughs) You sounded just like him. Uh, I'm trying to get cast as a voice actor when Trouble comes back in, uh, Wano 2, the sequel to Wano. Well, uh, Doflamingo says, I guess this situation, I'm assuming he means this situation because I just wrote it and now I don't remember. But Doflamingo says that he's reminded of 13 years ago. And Law's like, yeah, I'm here because of what you did 13 years ago. Fucker. I'm mad at you. Doflamingo's like, well, if that didn't happen 13 years ago, you would be my right hand man, Law. And you'll get answers to these questions. Of course you will. They wouldn't say them if you didn't. That's why there's no questions around Zoro is because there's no answers. If there were answers and we were get flashbacks for Zoro, there would be questions. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. One Piece is not subtle. I hope it. I'd hope not. You know, <laughs> if it's running on this long, uh, I don't want subtlety. It is for young boys, primarily. <laughs> so, anyways, dastardly setup, I guess. Of ah, uh, what happened between them? Wait two episodes, and you'll start to find out. He makes another string clone. By that, I, of course, mean Doflamingo. Now it looks distinct. They make it, like, glow with, like, pink energy rather than make it look exactly the same because now there's no longer a mystery around it, which I think is a good call. But, yeah, so Law is fighting the fake Doflamingo. Luffy is fighting puppeteered Bellamy. Why is Treble here? Um, I mean, I, there's reasons for Treble to be here narratively, but just... Uh... It's annoying. Anyways, um, <laughs> guess what? All the Coliseum fighters are still doing the exact same things they were doing the last time we saw them. Back to Luffy. He cannot bring himself to fight Bellamy. He considers him a friend now. 
You get flashbacks of like every interaction they've had. <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot of them. No, that's why you can fit all of them in a five minute flashback in this episode. But Luffy is like, hey, I'm going to do our secret move now. And he runs at Law <laughs> and he's going to do a Red Hawk and on Law. And Law's like, this was literally the only thing we had planned. Why are you doing it now? It's too early for this. But Law, of course, has to follow through or else he gets punched. So what he does is swap himself and Doflamingo at the last second. That's really good. It's actually, it's yeah, it's an incredible move. I love watching it. What happens is that Doflamingo is suddenly standing in the line of Luffy's punch, gets punched pretty rough, and now Law is sitting in the throne, so he slices Treble up into a bunch of pieces. Uh, specifically, I think he says the name, I think it's Radio Knife or something is the name yeah, of the move. Yeah, because I looked it up to see if that's like an actual thing in surgery. No, it's not. It's, they made it up because it sounds cool. Fucking can't believe it. But uh, well, it's a, it's a different cut that we'll see explained in the next episode. Our last episode to talk about today, six ninety nine. Is this our shortest episode? Well, it's like nothing fucking happened. Nothing fucking happened. No, no, time. it's the shortest episode yet. It's probably still on par with like when we talked about just romance dawn and Orange Town in yeah. the same episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not a lot happens, and we're cutting this like. This is, the, I think, the least number of episodes we've covered in a while, and it's because in the next episode, a bunch of flashbacks starts. So it just kind of happens because of how things uh, make the most sense to do. But, you know, they're getting up here. They got up here. <laughs> Sugar came back, got defeated, and now Luffy and Law are fighting Doflamingo, sort of. Things happened, kind of, technically. Six ninety nine though. My first note just says, damn, they have a leg up in this fight. This will definitely last. Uh, it, of, of course it doesn't. Uh, but Doflamingo already just has another clone fighting them. It was a really cool move to see, and it was, like, satisfying. I'm a, I wonder if it was, like, a, a big cliffhanger in, the, in a chapter as well. But it's just, like, immediately in the next episode, it's like, anyways, back to square one. Congrats, you landed a hit. Yeah. We're going to cut away from it, though. Sabo is no longer fighting anybody's thinking about what Fujitora said. And Koala's like, hey, fucko, we got work to do. And your work is not just protect your brother. And Sabo's like, yes, it is, because I had a brother die once. So therefore, it is now the most important thing in the world to me that Luffy is okay. Which makes me wonder, like, what if Dragon was like, there can't be another King of the Pirates? And Sabo's like, ugh, but, you know... Luffy, though. Sabo cares more about Luffy than his dad, yeah, who he works with. Yeah, 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 but what about your kid? I have a kid. <laughs> yeah, you saved him, remember? Oh, yeah, huh, I did. Weird, yeah. They interact. They didn't interact, necessarily, but... I, 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 like, I like how this also shows that Sabo is a big idiot and doesn't explain to people his, like, emotional bonds. So, like, presumably both Hackett and Koala are, like, his closest friends in the Revolutionary Army. They have no fucking clue about, like, the connection to Luffy, even though it's their boss's son as well. Yeah, well, that makes me wonder, too. Like, obviously, there's a lot of benefit of all of that being off screen. But I am left to wonder, like, Robin and Sabo just talking about Luffy. Does Luffy come up at the Revolutionary Army? What does Dragon... Does Dragon listen? Does he walk away? Does he pretend to not hear it i don't know like it's there's like every now and then they'll be like here's something to think about and then they never come back to it 
like with Robin's time with them, I can I can imagine there would be something of like, hey, don't tell Luffy some stuff, like either from Dragon or Sabo. Like, I imagine Sabo and Robin would be like, he wouldn't listen anyway. If Robin said anything, he'd fall asleep. (laughs) Luffy'd be, oh, that's some gay shit you read in a book, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean to each according to ability? I just want to be the most free person imaginable. Luffy is like the epitome of like No I don't know how to read theory I just think everyone should eat <laughs> Yeah I don't need a book to tell me that No Um, And Robin's like but anyways here's like six books you can read No Robin knows better than to recommend it They're just on the same side It's just solidarity there But anyways yeah uh, You're you're right about Stabo I don't know how close he is with Hack It's just like that's the team here Is that those three people Hack ends up sticking with Everybody, yeah, he's like sticking with King Riku instead, so I don't really know. Um, but I think it's cool that the other revolutionary army person here is a fish man, especially considering Koala yeah. is here. Have we seen her do anything yet? Like, I don't think we've seen her fight anybody, have we? Not really, no. I know she was like looking around in some ships, like doing investigation. She but found guns, yeah. I, I think, and I think she beat some people up there, but I don't know if we if it was significant, but anyways. Uh, I like Koala. I'm glad that she's back, and this is how she's back. I like that she, of all the things that happened in the Fishman Island backstory, Koala is the person most radicalized. <laughs> and but just like, I guess I'll stay a pirate, and Koala grows up to be in the Revolutionary Army. Anyways, yeah, there seems to be like some, uh, maybe it's a flashback, but it, Sabo seemed to have like a real conversation about Fujitora, with Fujitora, about like the people of Dressrosa and their situation. Keeping them safe is the top priority, and the the optics of the Marines. Um, they'll this episode kind of ends on cliffhanger of what Fujitora is gonna do, but it's kind of obvious that what side he's on in the grand scheme of things, yeah. in a different way than Smoker was in Alabasta. You know, comparable, even if a little different. They're different characters, at least. They have different ways to deal with their personal idea of justice versus the requirements of their job being called justice. All the people on that first plateau with Riku and Usopp have been tied up now um, by the the random broom squad who are just trying to tie them up and stop Doflamingo's game because they're idiots and think that'll work. Um, but then some more pirates get up here and they're like, oh, no, we were going to kill them for the bounty. But all these people with brooms can't fucking do anything about it. Uh, I think Riku just escapes. I think Riku just like, I don't know, flexes the ropes off or something. Because he's just, like, escaped and now fighting the pirates and protecting his town or uh, country goers again, his Dressrosians. Uh, Hack and Tank get freed and help as well. And now the townspeople are like, what the fuck were we doing? Like, we now know everything about Doflamingo as a lie. We should have rallied behind Riku to begin with. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's a confusing, rough time uh, for them, I guess. Who knows? Anyways, Fujitora shows up. and he's like. We're all making the same gamble today, gamers. Luffy being the gamble. Because that's also Riku's whole deal right now. Is like, I, I'm really putting everything on the, on the hopes that Luffy defeats Doflamingo. Because, I don't know, none of us are going to fucking do it. <laughs> I wonder if Fujitora could. I would love to see them uh, fight for real. But Fujitora cannot. Because, I don't know, he's a rule follower. Anyways, Luffy is hitting some punches on Doflamingo over there. You know, more flashes of everybody who is fighting for the same cause. Uh, Doflamingo is punching 
and kicking Luffy back. Treble tries to put himself back together, but the special radio knife power makes it so it doesn't work. He just kind of slides apart again into slices of gooey ham. <laughs> and that's what Law explains it like. That's my radio knife. You have a while until you can go back together. So they're just hanging out now while Luffy fights, what, two Doflamingos and a Bellamy? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, it is fucked up. Law, help your friend. He can, he, can just, he can just create the numbers. More numbers. Damn, that's crazy. And he can control people. He's a puppeteer. Metaphorically and literally. That's politics. Anyways, what happens next? Oh, there's, I mean, there's more fight, really. Um, the law is going to finish off Treble, but Doflamingo uh, kind of rushes in and hits the law really hard before he can do it because Doflamingo, as some sort of dark and twisted mirror to Luffy, is going to do anything he can to protect his crew. He, you know, he's doing that here. Uh, yeah, so Luffy gets, like, tied up by the string, the, you know, not invisible, but basically invisible string. And he gets, like, dragged across the floor to, like, Bellamy, who's, like, about to swing. And uh, Luffy, not wanting to hit Bellamy, just takes it? Yes. I kind of, I'm not even sure if, like, he could have done anything in that point. Like, I think I'm not sure either, because he's tied up. Yeah. Seems like Luffy is lost at this point. He can't get out of that string. I can't believe Luffy loses here. Yeah, no, this is the end of the show, actually. It's kind of weird. Some shit just falls out of the sky, and they just never made any more episodes. Yeah, it's fucked up. But we'll cover the, the last few minutes, I guess. Uh, Doe Flamingo's like, Hey, hey I'm a celestial dragon. Um, when I was a child, I was shamed for this, and my dad thought, Hey, what if we just gave up our power of being the most powerful family in the world? Uh, so I killed my dad. <laughs> I was ten years old, and I went to the government, and I was like, Give me that power back. And they were like, no. So I'm going to destroy the world. <laughs> you know, th- there's like, there's part of his story where I, I, I got it. Even though they showed the kids being shitty. I too would be mad if I had like a comfortable life and my dad was like, let's go live like the regular people. And then your entire time like that is everyone's like, they were celestial dragons. Fucking kill them. So you go well, from having a good time to a bad time. You, But you, what, <laughs> I would not cut my dad's head off and take it to the dragons. There, yeah, first off, I'm going to stop you and say uncomfortable life is not an accurate description. <laughs> if you were, li- like, one of the ten most powerful families in the world and had literal... I mean, th- the thing is that what they sell this is that Daddy Doflamingo uh, was, like, a good guy. I don't think he was, like, a slave owner necessarily, but he still kind of yeah. had the power of all these other people who did. And, you know, Dof- Dof- Doflamingo, Don Quixote just kind of has, you know, 10 years of childhood being pampered uh, his whole life. And then the dad's like, I don't really believe in this whole thing. I'm going to step down. As soon as they're vulnerable to commoners, they're like taking revenge that I'm going to say they're right to take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if, if, if this guy's going to take accountability for his actions... All if uh, I mean we'll get some flashback for it. I might be misremembering a detail or two, and uh, but I'm just like, is that the only thing he did? Is he not? Is he like? Is there any other reparations for people harmed by his uh, status, or is he just like, I'm not that anymore. Now I have a home that can be owned with fifty thousand a year instead of five million a year. And then obviously there's the extension of like, well, I don't know if you crucify a ten year old over the sins of the father, but. Uh, yeah, then he 
kills his dad over it. So we'll we'll obviously get more of those details. There are more flashbacks coming. Don't you worry your silly little little head about it. So we'll this will be much discussed. Uh, but there's some flashes of it here uh, as Doflamingo talks about why he wants to just destroy the whole world uh, because of yeah, it's I don't it's know like, his childhood you know, they was wouldn't... quote unquote taken from him. They they wouldn't let me back in after I brought them my my father's severed head, and then they all they showed the thing that I think is fun that they keep doing with people now who have devil fruits is like yeah they basically had them their entire life. They they uh, there's some like visuals that imply he used his fucking string to cut off his dad's head, and I just think it's fun that uh he's just always been a string boy. Yeah, um, I don't remember the then, details of how that happens but um i i remember and, and, some visuals from those flashbacks and, and then he's he's like after i brought a severed head to them they didn't say hey you're back in and so i've <laughs> i vowed to uh destroy everything that they have influence on which is the world yeah which is not uninteresting i said like it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting backstory to have like yeah. uh because as you're as you're saying like you can kind of get the childish look on it. You had all these things, and then you didn't, and everybody hated you, and a 10-year-old can only process that to some extent. But he just really devils down on doing bad things his whole life. Yeah. But uh, we'll get, yeah, again, we'll get more of those uh, details with the flashbacks and time. But for now, that's where we leave it. I, I don't know, maybe maybe you can make some good predictions about the flashbacks, because we're going to get some uh, more more of... Doflamingo's I, I I don't know if it's all mixed together Doflamingo's stuff and his relationship with Law I mean it's all coming I just don't know if it's all in this next chunk that we're gonna do in two weeks so either way looking forward to your predictions Luffy pulls out a gun and shoots Doflamingo that's my prediction for next time <laughs> but we'll get to those after we do our our plugs as per the huge so Jory the only Jory where could people find you on the internet uh, you can find me at noimjory on twitter.com. Uh, that's right. That's where I am. If, if you thought there's another spot on Twitter for me, I mean, there is. It's our uh, Twitter for the podcast, but that's that's not just me. So if you want just Jory content, it's noimjory on Twitter. You'll be able to be subject to such funny things as me going, why don't girls like me while I sit on campus? Because uh, I'm not gonna actually do schoolwork. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make I'm just gonna say dumb things on Twitter.com. I have my laptop open and no one can see what <laughs> I'm doing, but I'm not actually working. Shit posting. What about you? Where can we find you? I too am on Twitter.com. Although my handle, uh, because my name is not Jory, there's, there can only be one of those. My handle is uh, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O, and I don't tweet very much but you can follow me for the the times that i do tweet when i have reasons to tweet uh the other i'll I'll plug another podcast that i'm on it's called got it memorized uh which uh is at its heart a kingdom hearts recap podcast but we we've done all the kingdom hearts there is to do so we are currently doing neo the world ends with you because we did the first game because it's tied into kingdom hearts in some interesting ways uh, but we're, yeah, we're, we're still in the first week of that right now. So we're doing a lot of talking about Minamoto, our favorite guy. It's, it's interesting because that game has so much, it's, uh, dare I say overwritten, but we, we kind of summarize it, 
do you like you talk about some of our favorite scenes and uh just kind of talking about what we think we we've been really talking lately about like now that we've both beaten it talking about what we like about that game versus what it borrows from the the first one and maybe didn't need to it's it's shortcomings but wheels likes it a lot more than me and i'm really excited to get into uh the end of that game because that's where all the story uh is unfortunately that's another one of my complaints about it but um the episodes are fun nonetheless so if you want to go check out god at memorize that's the name of that podcast now i'm going to plug some things for this podcast if you're still listening our twitter for this show is we are watching op where we will occasionally tweet when we are currently watching one piece or think of a good joke about one piece i also will occasionally pop on and retweet uh fan art shit posts or whatever you do that as well yeah it's just you know a one piece related feed if you want to follow another one uh if you also want to get in some more one piece discussions and particularly our inputs you can join the discord server there's a discord server for the whole podcast network that we are on the orange groves go to theorangegroves.com at the bottom of the page there's going to be a link to join that discord server and there is a channel just called we are under uh what is it current podcasts yes i had to look over to my other monitor to see it uh but yeah you can go in there talk uh about one piece you can talk about current stuff just use spoiler tags i know like every week plot is like damn one piece is crazy good this week um for every chapter that comes out um and i've heard that every week for like since january so i uh should catch up i haven't watched one piece not for the podcast and like been very busy this summer also i started watching gundam what else do we plug oh our patreon is the other thing that we plug go patreon.com slash we are watching op it's the same as our twitter handle um but if you go there and support us for a dollar and up you will get our episodes a couple days early i usually get them up tuesday or wednesday uh before they come out they come out on fridays in the public feed and you also get our bonus episodes at that same tier where you uh you hear whatever it is we do we do one bonus extra episode a month uh we do a lot of commentaries on there for the specials the shorts the movies etc every now and then we'll do some other stuff uh but we just did the episode of luffy which was a mixed what bag if luffy got his own episode Isn't yes true crazy? yeah it finally happened and we finally covered it i know it's been a long time coming uh next time we're gonna do an episode of mary which is just what if the going mary got an episode <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's that's over there at the Patreon, patreon.com slash we are watching OP. So thank you to everybody who supports us. We're going to say the names. Uh, I think it's my turn to say all the names of the patrons here. Thank you to Adam B, Adam W, Andrew, Anton, Anxious Dust, Ashok, Becca Ben, Captain Moki, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, Deus Equus, Endless Moon, Eric B, Gage Hayden, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Fooney, Jalen S, Jamie Ziz, Joe, D, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Logan, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mark, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Mick Foley, 299, Morgan, Paulina, Peter, Rim, Riley, Rasters, Roger, Ryan, Snowy Scales, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, switching to page two of the patrons, Tony, Trey, and, of course, Zeta Key. Thank you all so much. Wow, thank you to everybody who I just said. Uh, so again, that's <laughs> All Patreon. those names. All those names. So I sure said them. Wow. Before we go to the, your predictions for next time, I'm going to give a special bonus to everybody who stuck around for the plugs, and we're going to check in with our manga correspondent, Andrew, real quick. 
Yeah, uh, the section in the show, um, basically it's a lot similar to what they do in the manga, except it takes about three times as long. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. That's really insightful. <laughs> and just, yeah, just a lot of really appreciate you chiming in. I know you were on honeymoon recently, so congratulations. Uh, happy to have you back as our manga correspondent. Well, he- here's the thing. Um, I... Uh, when you read the manga instead of watching the show, you have the time to go on things like a honeymoon. That's true. That's the other bonus, <laughs> is that because Andrew read Dress Rosa and didn't watch it, they were able to <laughs> yeah. plan like 10 weddings, finally have one, and go on a honeymoon. It's great. So congratulations to Andrew. Congratulations, Andrew. Congratulations. 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 Quack, quack! Yeah! <laughs> my favorite part about that scene. Well, now we're now going to wrap it up with uh, Jory's always true prediction. So, Jory, it, it doesn't have to be about the flashbacks. It, it can if you want to, but just whatever is going through your massive brain, what's going to happen next? Here's, here's what's going to happen next. Uh, we're going to see Doflam- more detail on Doflamingo's past, and after uh, his life was inconvenienced by his dad going, uh, maybe we shouldn't be rich. He he's gonna he's gonna be like fine, Dad, and then a regular common person is going to knock over his ice cream and not kill himself over it. So then that's what that's what turns Doflamingo into the Joker. That's what turns him into Joker. Is uh, that's true. We don't we haven't done enough Joker jokes lately. <laughs> well, he is the Joker, baby, and then it's going to it's gonna go from his past into Law's past, where he's uh. He he is just the entire time in Law's childhood is like, aren't you sick of being nice? Don't you just want go to go ape, ape shit? shit? And he, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. It's like, no, your parents fucked you over, right? It's like, no, I, I'm I'm fine, dude. What are you talking about? No, no. Well, since since you keep lying to me like this, Law, I'm going to have to kill my brother because you're friends with him. It's like, what the? Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't flamingo. What is wrong with you? Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna get, like, 20 episodes of flashback just for them to be like, and then he was the Joker. And we're like, we know! We know he's the Joker, dude! So, stay tuned for Dress Rosa Killing Joke, uh, next time on the podcast. Uh, and... And... uh, Next time... To be... Continued... Hey, DJ, give me a Home Depot-style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew? What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking... Podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled, Don't Listen to My Dad. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Epic Rap Battles of Mystery podcast. What if we call it The Podcast Minds? There but for the grace of pod go we. And it comes out every Friday. (laughs) Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons. (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) 